0: I'm Jessica, and uh, I have been with PICI since 2003. Our role here is usually uh, helping the students to find a suitable school for them and uh, to help them to uh, pursue their dreams in Canada.
1: Hi, I'm your host, Oscar Beardmore-Grey, and welcome to Road to Canada, an original podcast brought to you by PICI the company that can help you achieve your dream of studying abroad in Canada. In this show, we'll talk to experts and international students who will give advice and tips about life in the Great White North, from simple things like setting up a bank account to more challenging problems like dealing with culture shock and homesickness. In our first episode, we spoke to Jessica Yen, Director of Education at PICI, about what services her company has to offer, her personal journey to Canada, and the fine details of the application process. Enjoy.
0: My role here is uh, always been an education consultant. So we have helped with four thousand students to settle down and to uh, go to school here in Canada. We have agreement with more than two hundred schools across Canada. Yeah, so uh, which means we can help the students to uh, apply for the school and also help them to communicate with the school once they in case they have any problems after they enter the school.
1: That's wonderful. Um, so we're gonna talk all about PICI in this episode, but I wanted to start off by asking you, Jessica, about your own personal story and how you came to Canada.
0: I, I'm from Taiwan. Uh, when I graduated from uh, the middle school, uh, my, my parents just decided that uh, maybe Canada has a better education for me. So uh, that's why they sent me here and after I came here for two years, my parents think I I get quite comfortable here. So <clears throat> that's when they decide to immigrant uh, to Canada. Mm-hmm. So I was here first as an international student, and that's why I have, I do, a lot of times, being in this business, I, I understand what the students are going through when they come here alone, and also what difficulties they will they they face when uh, they are here by themselves with, without parents without any most likely not not even the person they know mm. or they used to be close with so we are here to help them to go through all those difficulties
1: so how long have you been in canada now
0: 27 or 28 years i already lost count <laughs>
1: <laughs> and would you say it feels like home for you
0: yeah it's more of a home to me like but I won't compare it with my, my home com- like original country, like Taiwan. But definitely, I spent more time here. <laughs> I be- Since I came here at the at age of 14, uh, the time I spent in Canada is far more than the time I had in, w- with Taiwan.
1: <laughs> so uh, going back to PICI, could you tell me what the motivation was for starting the company?
0: The original idea was like I said, to help the international students uh, the, who have no ideas, um, what kind of school is available and what kind of program is available in the uh, Vancouver area. And a lot of those students, students, uh, because their parents are, never attend school in Canada, so um, they are lack of help from their guardians or their parents, so Uh, we were originally we established this company just to help those students to find uh, the uh, like to give them a solution Mm. and give them a guidance of where they can go and what's the best uh, advice that they can get
1: so on the door of your office here in in Richmond you have the words prosperous is that a second name for the company PICI?
0: We are more uh known by p i
1: c i and I'm wondering what what does p i c i mean
0: We want people to be prosperous, <laughs> so it's just that simple <laughs> yeah
1: well, being prosperous is certainly a good thing uh, I want to move on now to the services that you offer because I think listeners will really want to know exactly what services that are on offer to them?
0: The services begins when they are not in Canada. So we help them to apply for schools when they were still overseas. Um, and there's a lot of work to be done before they get actually get into Canada, uh, such as the the application and help them to um, apply for visa study permit in order to get into Canada. And also, when, when we got the approval notice from the Immigration of Canada, we will uh, go ahead and apply for home stays and uh, cell phone services and also banking services for them. So make sure they are hassle-free once they um, landed here. Yeah, so that's just a basic uh, service we provide to uh, students who have never uh, come to Canada before. We also provide uh, a chain of services to students who is already here. Um, like I mentioned before, many students have problems, especially they they probably go through homesick. So uh, we provide a space for them to come and hang out with our uh, staffs. So all of our staffs are here as international students themselves. So they they can talk to them and then give them guidance about what they they can deal how how to deal with the problems they are um, going through right now. And also we have this uh, consultation service provide to students individually, which is um, we will figure figure out what the goal is for this student and we help them to plan step by step how to get to that goal. For example, if a student wants to go to a business school in UBC, then this person is probably still in high school. We will provide accurate information uh, about the admission process and also the requirement to this student. And along the way, we will teach him or her uh, how like, what's, what he should focus on doing and like what grades that he should uh, get to for each subject and also how to communicate with the school, uh, with her or his current school. Because most likely uh, for a lot of students, they are coming from maybe Chinese background and they don't know how to um, tell people what they are going through or what the problem is. So we help them, uh, we give guidance about how he can communicate with the school or the teachers. Yeah, that's also one uh major services that we provide to the client. And the reason of that is a lot of parents they are just they are overseas. So they worry about their, their children who is here alone, but they don't know and they don't know what what their school is like or what their life is like. So by taking this service, we, our staff, uh, are taking the responsibility to find out what is going on with this student and giving report to the parents overseas, like once a month or twice, uh, twice a month. Depends on the need of the parents. Yeah, so that's one major um, service that we provide
1: wow, that sounds like a a really comprehensive service and I'm sure a lot of new students are appreciated of that. Um, I was also wondering whether you offer any other kind of services, like for example, setting up bank accounts and that kind of thing.
0: It's actually, we have the connections with different banks. Yeah, so uh, when the students coming in, uh, before they come in, we already have a, a banking advisor that we connect the students or their parents with, so they can talk Directly with each other, yeah. And another another service I want to talk about is the application service that we help students to apply for universities, because um, many times I saw students are getting false information, either from online or even from their classmates, schoolmates, um. Uh, the university service, application service, we provide them with the update information, update requirements uh, from the universities across Canada. And every year we help uh, around 20 to 30 students successfully apply to the, student, uh, the schools they apply for. This year we got many good news. We have students... Uh, got accepted into business schools in UBC, uh, University of Toronto, and also Western University, Queen's, all top universities. So we have quite a success here this uh, this coming September.
1: So there's another angle to immigrating to Canada, which which people forget about, which is the administrative side of, you know, moving anywhere. There's a whole lot of documents and stuff you need to have and... Fill out, etc. So, I'm wondering if you could explain to listeners uh, the administrative side of this process and what you need to immigrate to Cam- Canada.
0: Uh, for international students to immigrate to Canada, it is a easier way to immigrate than uh, the rest of people out there. Uh, the reason I say that is uh, Canadian government they use this uh, point system. So every uh, person who wants to be immigrant will be calculated by points uh, that including their age, their education background, their uh, working history, also their um, English uh, abilities. So for international students who is already here, at this, let's say, two years diploma, graduate with a two years diploma, they are already ahead of many people. But English is definitely a very important factors for everyone who wants to immigrate, be immigrant because it would influence the points um, dramatically. Yeah, so for for international students I always for um ask them to focus on getting higher English uh IELTS marks or self self uh English marks. So that's the one number one focus. And uh complete Canadian education, let's say a diploma or a university degree. Um either way would be good, but the higher the higher the better and also for students with uh, Canadian work experience that would definitely uh, help with the immigration. So I would say at at least minimum one year to two years experience yeah but um, it will always all, it will also depends on the students uh, major, like the what what they were study in uh, school and also what type of job they they do. So it's um like I said, it's a a point grading system. So we have to uh, help them to um we we will help the students to uh, calculate it and then know what they can do better.
1: Yeah, English is always always up there as a key skill, isn't it? In terms of. What governments are looking for, uh, so that's a good one to bear in mind. Um, do you need a special type of visa to to study abroad in Canada?
0: No, for students they have to get a study permit first in order to study to attend school here. Mm-hmm. And once they complete their education, let's say if they have two years diploma they will get a three-year uh, postgraduate work permit that will allow them to do any kind of job they want um, after they graduate from the school here. So usually the uh, po- postgraduate work permit is about one year to uh, minimum eight months to three years, the maximum.
1: And how about university fees? Are they more expensive for international students?
0: Yes, usually the uh, international student fees is uh, about two times to three times the uh, local students' tuition fees. Yeah, so that would be, let's say for a diploma program, it would probably about 18,000, 15,000 to 18,000 per year. So for a two-year program, that's like double
1: of that. And do you find that there are many common pitfalls that people fall into when they when they're trying to do this process um, that you could give advice of, of how to avoid?
0: There are many many kind of mistake they can make along the way if when they are when they want to immigrate. Um, the basic one is. Probably simple as simple as getting the wrong application form, yeah, and also because CIC they constantly update their uh, documents, but uh, even if even if my office sometimes we would download this application and when we were doing the, when we check when we final proof before sending it out we w- we realize they just changed a form yesterday so that's you know something you have to watch out for
1: yeah i imagine that must be frustrating for a company like yourself and the documents are always changing for that kind of thing aren't they um one thing i want to ask as well is is where your main clientele are from is it uh, china is it india or other parts of asia
0: um we have two type of service, uh, we have two type of clients one is directly came to us and that would be they, they will be using the services i just mentioned above uh, usually they are from chinese background and uh, maybe from china hong kong or taiwan maybe those three countries uh, we have another type of services is we work with agents and we also help uh, my staff would be like the back office to help my agents uh, with their students application and that would be uh, including students coming from India and Vietnam and Thailand yeah
1: and of your clients what percentage of them are students as opposed to people who come um, with their families or come on, say, working holiday visas? It's
0: about 70% student and okay. 30%. Uh, but that 30% would be wide different ranges, including uh, working holidays from Hong Kong and uh, working holidays from Taiwan. Um, so we we do have quite a lot of clients like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, they are different from China. For for working holidays, uh, for people from Hong Kong and and Taiwan they have more options to stay in Canada because um they are visa they, they, they don't need to apply for visitor visa to come into Canada uh, the both two countries like Taiwan and Canada have this agreement so uh, they do not need to apply for uh visitor visa to enter Canada and they also have this option to apply for uh work working holiday visa which is uh, they can apply for this visa without any job offers and it's a usually one year ballot and when they got this visa they can come into canada and do whatever uh, whatever jobs they would like to apply for so uh, eventually this can lead to uh, immigration if they want to use it as um, uh, one of the tour to uh, apply for immigration to Canada so those uh, we usually deal with some um, people from Hong Kong and Taiwan uh, with uh, working holidays uh, type
1: great so If I was a prospective student wanting to come to Canada from, say, Taiwan or China or India, how would you describe life in Canada to them?
0: Uh, I would say it's a happy place. (laughs) It is definitely a happy place for for students coming from China um, because they get more opportunities and their dreams is, I would say, as long as they want to do it, their dream is easily, their dream can easily come true. Yeah, I think it's it's less competition for students from China, because we have, apparently we have far less people <laughs> than, than, the, than the number of people in China. Yeah, so, um, I got this um, many of my students uh, feel more relaxed here but in the same time uh, they find pursuing their goals is uh, as long as they are focused they it's very easy for them to get to where they want to be.
1: That's a great answer um, I guess it leads naturally on to my next question which is the flip reverse side of that, which is what do your students normally find difficult about Canada? What, what are some of the culture shocks that they experience?
0: Well, for international students come to Canada, I think the first thing definitely is the first struggling would be homesick, but it's not a long period of time that they will struggle with. For my own experience, I still remember when I first came to Canada. Uh, when I was in, when I was fourteen, my homesick hit. Uh, in the first three months, I still remember I, oh I, I live in the homestay, and then um they are from Taiwan, speaking the, the same language as I do, and also they they provide a very homey homey environment for me, but. I still remember the first three months without friends and also missing the families and because it's the first time for myself to leave home, I never stay, um, I never left home for more than three days before (laughs) before I moved to Canada. And so I still remember when the homesick hits, I hide in my own bathroom and cry like a baby because the loneliness is there, a lot of students are Dealing the same situation, but they don't know how to tell people, or they are they feel shy, or they feel embarrassing to tell people about it. So, without asking, we just provide like PSI. We just provide this environment mm. to the students who feel lonely and who needs a who needs to talk to a place to talk or of a, a place to hang out with, and. Like I said, the first three months is probably difficult to deal with. But once, you know, students are very easy to make friends. Once there is a friend, then they will feel comfortable to, oh they, they will feel more relaxed.
1: I completely agree with you. Uh, from my personal experience too, you know, the first couple of months are often difficult, but once you make made friends, it makes it a lot easier. Um, on that point, do you have any advice for students who say find it difficult to make friends who who or, or are struggling with that homesickness?
0: Actually, I think the technology, as you know, the, the social media, that's more convenient for the students nowadays to FaceTime or to WeChat, like the, the app that Chinese students use. I think it's not, it, it's probably not as hard as before, but one advice I can give to the student is just don't hide yourself. I think uh, try to approach, um, try to get involved into the school and also the people around, around you, then that will help the students or the person to get adapt to the environment more quickly and also easier to make more friends. So a lot of teenagers or you know a lot of newcomers, yeah, they are trying to go out of their comfort zone. So I do encourage all my students to involve uh, with the school clubs or school activities or even involved with, with the community. Um, uh, there are a lot of community uh, volunteer cl- uh, volunteer organization that they can join. Yeah, there are many, many ways that they can uh, expand.
1: I think that's definitely true. I mean, social media is a great way to make friends and go to events, etc. But I think it can also be uh, quite a lonely place for some people. Um, I want to move on to a success story that P- PICI can share is there is there a success story where you can you can share of us of a student who's used PICI
0: so uh, I have a student who came to us who, who became our students since 2012 and um, He has a bumping road along the way because he came here first by himself as an international student and when he got to age of 16, his mom moved here and then to accompany him to study in Canada because he started getting problems in school such as skipping classes and failing all the courses. So... Um. After mom moved here, the situation still not change because, uh, the argument begins from the school and then mm-hmm. move back to home. So mom is kind of like hope feel hopeless about this kid. So he she took him back to me and then, uh, doing this consultation with me. Um, I just um getting the feeling like the student has a lot of thoughts, but he doesn't know what to, how to say it, or he, he doesn't know how to express his problems. So um, then the mom decided to sign up the education consulting service with me for a year. And so the student has to come to my office like to visit every, like twice a, twice a month. We just talk, and I help him to, I give him a advice and uh, try to figure out what he is um, experience through with the school. And today he has already completed a diploma in hospitality and currently in his third, uh, actually final year of his university. And along those years, he always comes back to us. And I give him a on what he should keep on doing. Uh, I encourage him not only focus on school, also he has to focus on what he wants to do in the future once he graduate. So luckily in May this year, the government has announced a new, um, a new immigration policy. Even he has not graduated from university yet, but because he has kept on working part-time while studying, he, he, he got this chance to apply for immigration early because in the past, no international students can apply for immigration direct, directly without a full-time job. But this year he was very lucky and because he has been uh, doing part-time job for the past two years, so he got this chance to apply for immigration, even before he graduated from the university. So this is one example of a success for uh, students with us. And we have many, many more like that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So how about accommodation? Because when I came to UBC, finding accommodation was a complete nightmare. Um, so does PICI help students find student accommodation?
0: Usually it will help with the accommodation for them. Uh, that will be including school residents and also the, the homestay options. Also if the students have more is financially able, they may probably want to rent an apartment. Uh, we can also help with that.
1: So I want to talk a little bit more about uh, the younger students that you help, because it's not just university students. Um, you also help high school students. So how do you make sure that these younger kids are able to fit in both at homestays and at their elementary or high schools?
0: For teenagers to um, fit in the school and also fit into a homestay, um, we would, when the, when the students first settled, we would visit them at home and then to find out if um, if the they are settling okay with the current homestay and the communication is uh okay with the the homestay fat parents and i think many of the students would have cultural shock because they come in, they come from asia and the temperature is probably usually harder they expect to wash their clothes every day but most of the times when, when we here uh you know the the weather is pretty nice here uh the homestays usually uh wash their clothes once a week so that's a one of the culture shock very you know very common thing between international students and the parents uh homestay parents so uh usually we would educate the students that them know uh that we would tell them to ask the homestead parents what's the rules of the house. And we then we, PICI, our staff would help them to understand what those rules are set for. Like uh, once, like what time they shouldn't shower, what time they shouldn't shower. Because we like most of the houses are built by wood in Canada, so when you shower at middle of the night, you will wake the whole house, so we will have to explain this to the international students because it's just something different from where they came from, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you've got some good stories from down the years. So I'm sure that a big part of your job is is um, making sure that parents feel happy about this process too, because you know obviously anyone sending their kid off halfway across the ro- halfway across the world wants to know that their kid is happy and safe. So how do you liaise with parents to make sure that their child is having a happy and fulfilling experience abroad in Canada?
0: We work with school boards across Canada. Each city has one school board and they are in charge of all the high schools and elementary schools that are in this city. So we work with all the school boards and then that which means we work closely with the school board's international department. We know what's going on and then we will also know, that they will talk to us directly about individual students' problems in the school and they the international student as uh, department we direct us to individual high school or individual elementary principal, so which means we, we can directly talk to the principals or the counselors about what's the, uh, what's going on with our students. Most of the time, my company also act as the custodians for the students for international students, so, uh. Either by acting as a custodian or as an agent, represent the students. We become the bridge between the school and the parents, so the parents or the students can know from us directly about what what's going on and uh, what the school wants. Yeah. yeah so, um, because we have been uh, working relationships with all the school board for a long time, and we have we never have problems to help the parents or the students to deal with uh what uh whatever they are going through yeah and with homestays um we also have uh homestay agencies that work with us their job is to find out the if the a Family is qualified to become a homestay parent or to become a host family. Uh, that would be including a uh, living standard for the home environment and also uh, the criminal background to find out if the parents have any criminal background or any family members have criminal backgrounds. That would all uh, prevent them from becoming a host family. Yeah, so. the 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 safety of our international students is the number one priority for for us
1: and would you help parents who wanted to say come over for a couple of weeks to see their children like would you help them with accommodation and that kind of thing
0: yeah we help our uh, students parents to uh when they want to come visit we can there are several things we can do for them and uh, we help them to figure out if the host family is happy to open their home to parents for stay. Uh, if they don't have a spare room, uh, we would help them to, um, say, uh, get a place nearby, uh, either by hotel or a short-term rental or even Airbnb. Yeah, so when the when the parents decide to come and visit, they just need to let us know when they want to come and we will help them with all sort of things, including car rental, also cell phone services, and uh, also very importantly is uh, short-term uh, visitor medical uh, insurance, because insur- uh, medical is a very big expense for visitors who came to Canada because we don't want to get a surprise big bill.
1: Well, Jessica, it's been a a real pleasure talking with you uh, this morning. I just want to finish on one final question, which is, what are the goals and ambitions of PICI for the next, say, 10 years or so?
0: Uh, The future goal for my company, number one, is um, definitely to expand our company to different, uh, maybe, to expand our company to different areas. We currently, we only have this location in Richmond, but uh, it's not as accessible for students elsewhere. So in 10 years, we are hoping to expand to different cities across Canada.
1: Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for talking to me and have a great day. you've been listening to road to canada a podcast brought to you by pici and produced by beyond story media an independent media company based in richmond british columbia for more episodes from road to canada please visit pici.ca or search road to canada wherever you get your podcasts thanks for listening